podcast. I'm Becca from Insightful Connections. And I'm Michelle R. Price, the Lightworker. Welcome to the podcast, Beck. Once again, we are just a couple of spiritual aware girls who have hopefully some interesting things to say. And we also like to give a little bit of insight into how our week's been, what our biggest takeaways are, all of that. So we just really hope that there's a little bit of value here for uh, the listener at home. Yes, definitely. And I think today we've got some great value coming mm-hmm. <laughs> for our listeners. We've got some really pretty amazing stuff Yeah. Um, with, our, with our special guest today. Yeah. So the theme for today, Beck, as you've sort of gotten into and alluded to is past lives, but really regression, hypnotherapy and all of those sorts of things. So we're actually going to speak to an amazing Aussie hypnotherapist, and we have got that, uh, we've done the recording of that, so we'll insert that into this conversation. So the listener at home will be able to have a little bit of a listen to that, and um, there's going to be a lot of uh, fabulous takeaways, which is awesome as well. So, Absolutely, it was absolutely wonderful to be able to speak with Paul Williamson and, you know, have a chat about what he does on a day-to-day mm. basis. And oh, So what's been new for you this week? Michelle. Uh, Beck, yeah, it's been um, been a big week for me and we've actually uh, just been out to Rainbow Beach, which is fantastic. So we finally got to do it. We did try and do it earlier in the year and unfortunately we couldn't because uh, of a lockdown. So we actually managed to get there. So we did a three-day trip to Rainbow. It was really fabulous. Um, my husband was supposed to come and meet us, but he had um, a little sissy dog. So um, our little dog was the same at Beck Off Air that um, has is on antibiotics at the moment. So she had a little skin thing. So he um, ended up staying home with her and didn't manage to get up there to stay. But he did come up on Sunday and pick me up and drive me home, which was nice. But um, yeah, so it was really nice with just a bunch of friends. Um, silly, silly though, Beck. You'll, um, you'll laugh at this. You'll think it's funny. Uh, we actually, and people may not know um, about the eye ovulus, but um, it's a cool little device that allows spirit to kind of form their thoughts I guess into words so it actually records the word and says it out loud it's got a little dictionary and all of that so did uh, Deb one of the girls who was there with me we were the last ones up everyone else has gone to bed and we were watching like police academy because I was like oh let's watch a funny show so we're watching it on iPads we didn't we couldn't get the tv to work so watching police academy on the iPad laugh 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 very funny and then she was trying to show me something on pay TV where it brings up the names of the actors and actresses down the side. So, you know, often I'm like, oh, who's this and who's that and who's starring this and you're Googling it. You can actually bring it up. And so she showed me an example and there was a show called The Unholy and she gave that as an example. And I was like, oh, you know, I was watching a bit of it. And then I said, oh, maybe we should watch that instead. And she's like, oh, okay. And then I told her about the eye ovulus. So she's downloaded that. And so anyway, she turns it on while we're watching this scary show and it's uh, The Unholy, as you can imagine, it's pretty scary. So we're watching this scary show. We've got the eye ovulus going. My eye ovulus is going as well. So we wanted to compare notes. We're like, oh, I want to forget the same stuff. Anyway, nothing's happening on mine. Like I got like three words the entire night and she, hers is just ding, 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 like word after word. After. <laughs> it was like constant. Like I'm telling you, I'm looking at hers, looking at mine. She's like, oh, you must have better protection around your phone or something, Michelle. And I'm like, I must. Like, this is insane. We were getting names. We got like four or five women's names. And there was four women's names we got. And then I said, how many of you are there? And it said four. And I said, where are you behind? Where are you? And the answer was behind you. Like behind you. This is all on the eye ovulus. <laughs> and I going, oh my God, oh my God, don't look behind us. Don't look behind Because we're sitting in a lounge chair and there's this huge big space behind us. We're like, oh my God. 
And then it was like one of those silly things where you're going, I don't think we should be doing this. It's pretty scary because she had a husband there and I didn't have anyone with me. I was sleeping on my own downstairs in the basement. So in the dark and I'm like, this is a really bad idea, but we kept doing it. Cause we we're like, Oh, what did it say? What did it say? Anyway, eventually I had to go to bed and I, um, I couldn't find the lights downstairs because the other person, I had another person down in the basement with me. So I was like, I couldn't find the lights. And so I'm sort of like fumbling my way down the dark hallway after all of these experiences. And I finally tripped into my bedroom to found the light. And um, yeah, it was pretty damn scary. I got to tell you, didn't sleep much that night. We we're up to like 1230 AM and everyone else had gone to bed at like, you know, 830 or nine, like really early. So it was really silly. But anyway, that was, uh, that was my, my weekend at Rainbow Bag. How are you going? What's, what's going on with you? So what have I been up to? I, this week, as I was saying, Michelle, um, didn't have as much fun and this excitement and scary things happening as you were, you were doing. That sounds like so much fun. I would have loved to have been there. <laughs> um, but I actually was asking myself, so my, my inner self, on what I was missing in, the, in, a, in a certain situation that I've been um, progressing through at the moment. And, you know, just trying to, to figure out what, spend some time with my, my myself, my inner being, my higher self, and just sort of, sort of figure out what's going on there and what is it I actually need to do, what I'm missing, what is I'm missing and, and um, you know, why I'm reacting the way I am because uh, it, it was really quite a strong reaction I was having to it. So no sooner had I done that, I started seeing little signs and little things going on and, you know, I would hear you know, uh, my daughter would come out and she'd say, you know, we love you very much. And I said, oh, I love you too. And, and then I sort of stopped and clicked and I thought, what do you mean we? What do you mean we? And um, because that's one of my favourite quotes from Esther and Abraham, or Abraham Hicks through, through Esther Hicks that, you know, she always says when she's about to tell everyone off or Literal. tell them how silly they are, we love you very we. much. We, yes, that's right. And it was only my, my nine-year-old daughter that was saying this. The others weren't anywhere around. And, um, you know, I sort of gave her a hug and told her I loved her too. And I just sort of got to thinking, well, well that was weird. <laughs> that was weird. It wasn't I love you. It was we love you. Mm. Uh, so then I had sat down um, a bit later on and, and had gotten onto obviously my Facebook feed and, and what have you. And up comes this, uh, and I was sort of thinking about, Prior to that, sorry, um, when she said that, I was thinking about how that's one of my favourite quotes from, from them. And, you know, I, I actually thought to myself, geez, I'd love to ask you some questions, Abraham. <laughs> I would really love to jump in and just be in the hot seat with you right now. <laughs> mm. I need a kick up. I need an ethereal kick up the bum is what mm. I was thinking. <laughs> so anyway, I had sat down and got onto the Facebook page and Abraham Hicks, Esther Hicks was doing an online webinar event and she had like a few of them, you know, that you could you attend. And um, so I jumped on board one of them. So I got in. Um, I didn't get time because I was very busy with everything that was going on to submit my question, but I actually knew and I sat back and I just knew it's that gonna be relevant. it was going to be relevant and what I needed specifically answered was going to be answered so I wasn't fretting I had to get up at 4 30 in the morning because it started at five o'clock here in Canberra with um you know different time zones in the mm. you know, cent central American time 
um, been a long time since I've been up <laughs> deliberately that early. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was That's incredible. so good. It was so good. I got up, I, you know, got myself ready and just had enough time to make my, to have my water and then have my, my coffee. And I sat there listening to this, this uh, webinar and it was just straight from, from the dot. It was just, you know, Esther gets in and she's like, okay, you ready? And it, it felt like she was talking to me. She's talking to thousands and thousands mm. of people. Um, but it just, and I was just so like, like I was just awake instantly. I was alert and I was awake and, um, you know, wasn't thinking I, mean, I should be in bed. Mm. Um, but it was it was really amazing because what actually came through was you know the first somebody they read somebody's first question and that came through and I said well, that's that's kind of there but not quite what I'm after and then by the time the third one came through it was exactly exactly what I needed to know like the topic I'm not going to go into the topic and and those sorts wow of that is insane the topic the the you know um, synchronicity of it all was just amazing um so that was that was really interesting and I got some really good notes from that like you know I took away so much just from that mm. two hours two hours well she actually went over two and a half hours but it was just amazing absolutely amazing and I have just been buzzing ever since and since then also um you know so looking for improvements instead of the problems mm. so focusing on the particular problem of that That's situation it. looking for the improvements and i have just been like just moving forward moving forward brilliant <laughs> it's just that perspective really good. that sometimes that mind the change in the mind yeah. um you know your perspective your mind shift um there's a lot of people i deal with in my work with the legal you know situations and all that sort of stuff that they're going through and, you know, sometimes they feel like, you know, everyone's against them and all these things are sort of coming out and, you know, there's nastiness and whatever else. And it's just like, you've got to remember, and I always quote life um, is working out with me or working out for me. And the universe has my back, which is Esther and Jerry Hicks. Um, because I think both of those quotes kind of sum it all up, you know, it's um, life's always working out for me regardless Absolutely. of what it is um it's it's going to work out in my favor it may not be immediately but it may be a bit later and we don't always know exactly what you know the future holds you know we can get some glimpses into it but generally speaking we don't know exactly what it's going to look like so we have to do a bit of um yeah accepting with that and i think i feel like that's esther and jerry hicks um are just wonderful at that you know spreading that message the positive like you said look at the positive glass half full yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. and it was just that like i had called for i had you asked like, for it yeah asked for that i had asked for that like yeah. i just needed i knew i needed it you know and it was it was just amazing and brilliant just so many amazing things have happened since then so over the last Powerful. few days it yeah. is the it energy is. at the moment is amazing we've got some amazing uh talk topics beck and i coming up as well that are going to be really exciting uh, and we're going to be able to give you a lot of goosebumps, I think. The listener at home uh, should be all goosebumped up with some of the uh, different things that we've got we're going to talk about in the next little while. Um, so, Beck, should we get into the show? Yes, let's get into it. 
the sooner we do, the sooner we get to talk to Paul, which is excellent. Um, now, Beck, I just wanted to sort of say, I guess, to start with, I don't have a lot to say before we get on to Paul because we've talked talk to him for a little bit. But, um, I, you know, I have always recalled past lives. We've um, talked about this sort of previously from a young age. I've had a lot of early memories and I do think it's interesting how some of us do remember from childhood and I remember being in nappies and a lot of people don't remember that, but I do. And I remember being a monk. I've had past life memories of being a monk, um, being in Egypt, um, Nepal, India. And I, I later found out, I didn't realise at the time, but I later found out I'm actually of Indian um, ancestry. So my great-grandmother was Indian, uh, full-blood Indian. So I didn't realise that when I went to India and all of those things and sort of had, you know, a real affiliation with the place and just loved the smells and I felt like I was home. And, yeah, later we found out my great-grandmother was Indian. So... It's uh, just interesting, you know, I think some of these things can make a lot of sense and that's what we're, I guess the main aim of us talking to Paul today about this is that, you know, I think I deal with a lot of parents who are beside themselves because the kids are having night terrors and my belief is that a lot of the time night terrors are from, you know, past lives and things that have happened in those and the body or the soul is kind of recalling that and uh, that's why we've sort of teed up the chat today. Yes, yes, Um, I was... I don't know how far back I recall from from my childhood. Um, I don't think I go quite back as far as being in nappies and and what have you. Um, but I don't. I do know that we've had some. Um, we've done some work together, Michelle, and had mm. past life reading with you, and we've had some pretty <laughs> amazing oh, experiences. Amazing, with that. Mary Queen of so, Scots has got to be the highlight for me. Absolutely, being being one of her um, main. Girls, it was I like guess. a handmaiden or assistant. Handmaiden, yeah, yeah. Her main assistant there was was um, very exciting, and then um, and and obviously, you know, we're about to speak to Paul, but I've done a, a few past lives with him as well. Just a couple of those, which has um, actually been really eye opening as well. So, so both of them have sort of led to different things that I'm you know, either dealing with here, I know the, the Mary Queen of Scots one was, um, there was the, the ruby ring. Do you remember the ring, Michelle? It was the, um, the ring. <laughs> well, and it was the red, it was the red garnet and, that was in her crown and that ended yeah. up being the lion's heart. They called it a lion's heart. And That's we right. had to Google all this because we had no idea. Beck and I are like, oh, what's this? What's that? What's this? What's that? And um, the fact that you were like, you had to be... Um, basically not married and not have kids and like all of that sort of stuff. Basically you were like the. Gave it all up. Yeah. Gave it all up. Yeah. In that, yeah. In that yeah. lifetime. And that Absolutely. all came up in the reading as well. And we sort of Googled it later. And that's the most fun I think with past lives is that you get to do a lot of Googling and you can prove this. And I'm going to give an example in a little bit um, of, you know, what we've been doing lately because I've been going in and doing a lot more past life lineage stuff. And um, there's some really amazing examples of when you can confirm that this is actually, this has happened. You know, I definitely know that I had that in my history. So that can be um, pretty amazing for someone to pinpoint and, um, yeah, do a little bit of clearing. And can you tell us about your work now that you, what you're offering? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do, I, this is based on a a client of mine in New Zealand, her and her son have been getting past life lineage clearings with me for quite some time. So she had a breakup with a relationship during a pregnancy the, uh, she decided that whatever was around the relationships and all of that sort of stuff, um, she wanted to clear. And so I started doing those with her sort of on a regular basis. And we realized, wow, we're really getting into some stuff here. Like 
a couple of things came up with incredible overlaps where her dad had died in a previous life at 45, like he dropped dead from a heart attack. And she said in this life, he actually had a near death experience where he was in a serious car accident and they had to bring him back. So he actually died and they brought him back. So at this same age, the exact same age and the age that she had a child at, I saw her having a, a baby in a previous life at 23 um, and she was, uh, the baby was taken away from her and it was left, looked after by someone else, you know, which was the standard or the you know, case back then. Um, and she was 23 in this life when she had a son and then, you know, the partner left her and it was a similar sort of situation then. So we've been through so many past lives. She's been an orphan. Her son was an orphan with her in a previous life, um, but he was her brother. So she's been with her son quite a number of times and it seems to keep coming up in these past lives. So it's excellent. And he's, you know, confirmed birthmarks with me. So he had different injuries in um, a previous life where he was attacked. He was a gladiator. And I mentioned the areas where he was hit with this um, spear. And she said, he's actually got birthmarks in all of those locations. So, you know, there's a lot of belief around that, you know, injuries can cause birthmarks, you know, in a, in a previous life. And I have a big belief about injuries and illness. You know, sometimes people ask me about children getting sick and you know, why that's the case if someone, a little baby gets leukemia or something and it's like they've barely lived. And my belief is that potentially they haven't cleared all of that from the previous life and they've brought it in with them. That's my belief. And I, I feel like some other light workers kind of support that as well. So um, I feel like with the ancestral stuff, the lineage clearing, there's been a lot coming up with this lady. I had a particular who um, she had a, I was looking at a gypsy in a prison and I said, cause it was the imprisonment card and there was a gypsy in a prison. She was a female. She had the gypsy outfit that, you know, um, particular clothing all matched what that was and what that looked like. And she'd been done for stealing. And um, the woman kind of stopped me and was like, Oh my God, are you serious? And I said, yeah. And it was in Transylvania, Romania came up for me, Transylvania, Romania. I'm not great with uh, geography, but I was just thinking, isn't that where the vampires are? But we actually Googled it and there's a particular gypsy tribe from Transylvania, Romania. There's a gypsy tribe from there. And we were, we were both like, oh my God, that's insane. And so that was incredible. So she's actually done a bunch of um, research and she's found the woman. She thinks she's found the actual ancestor that we saw in prison. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's doing her family history now. So, and she's booked wow. another session with me. I know she found the ancestor. She named her. She said, I think this is her, so on and so forth. This is how far back, back she is. Um, so we feel like we found her and we actually cleared that energy. So it's really, really powerful doing this sort of work and um and also this more recently i've got this um favorite client of mine she's a favorite of mine she's fabulous she's in her 70s and um unfortunately estranged from her whole family and we had a really lovely session together and she doesn't get a lot of cuddles i mean we gave we hugged and she was really grateful and she was like oh, i don't get a lot of cuddles so i'm really grateful for that and i was like oh no worries and anyway she booked in for a past life reading we just did this anyway during the reading and it's ancestral as well but the giant Bible came up and I was like looking at this great big Bible. It was huge. And I was like, the pages are kind of yellowing and, you know, it looks um, much bigger than normal Bible and it's the old Testament. It's not the new Testament. I was very specific about that. And she said that Bible's in my family. And she said it was handed to me at one point. So I actually had it. And then it was given to another relative up in the North of Queensland and then it disappeared and they're not sure where it's gone, but it was a family Bible. And I couldn't believe it. I was just like, this, 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 you know, half the time you just feel like you're making it up. And she's going, no, that Bible is actually in the family. and It's the old Testament and the whole thing. She confirmed the whole thing. And she's like, we've been looking for it. So that was one of her relatives, one of her deceased relatives. The last one that had that Bible was one that was in with the room with me talking to me. And so she was doing a bit of clearing. She had a, quite a traumatic life. She had disabilities and she was only given to the age of like 14 to survive. 
and she lived till she was in her seventies. So she survived against all odds. And I feel like she was in here yeah. kind of for a reason to do some clearing as well, because her life was pretty traumatic. They didn't take the best care of you back then in that sort of state. So, um, yeah, that was just super interesting. So there's just a couple of examples, but, um, yeah, I have many, many really great examples of that sort of thing happening. Yeah, definitely. Look, it's pretty powerful stuff for real. Like it's, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's know, life changing. It, it can be a way to take back. It absolutely can definitely be a way to take back your power. Yeah. Um, I know that, um, with our guest on today that I, with Paul, that I, I had one which was able to heal some issues in this life in the sense that I could take a new point of focus. Amazing. Um, and stop some of the bad behaviour that was actually directed to me by someone else. And on an energetic level, could tell them that their behaviour was just not and never will be okay. So Fantastic. And, and released it, absolutely released it. And, and you know, you can certainly, you can certainly do that. It's just sort of changes your point of focus as well i think moving that's forward that's it so powerful and um you feel like a real release at your end Def- oh definitely yeah definitely brilliant. yeah yeah brilliant um but people often ask how many past lives i think they've had and and this is just a i guess an interesting talk topic but I, I don't know. You know, I, I feel like there's a lot of people who've had many. I mean, I've explored and explored and explored with that lady in New Zealand and her son, and I haven't come to the end of it yet. And I feel like you can probably just go on and on. I mean, a lot of the time I'm just sort of asking spirit, hey, what do they need to clear? You know, it's not just random. I'm like, you know, what do they need to do? But, um, you know, I do feel like I can just sort of go and go and go. Like, I don't know that I'm ever going to reach that, you know, that limit. Um, so it'd be difficult to quantify. But I have had a lady say to me in this lifetime, um, I don't know why I'm saying this lifetime, but I guess in this lifetime current, um, she believes she's not coming back again. So she has a real feeling that she's just going to ascend, um, but she doesn't feel like she's coming back again to reincarnate again. So, you know, it's interesting. Some people really have a, I guess, an intuitive vibe about that. And certainly with what's going on in the world at the moment, this is a big life, you know, that we've all chosen for Mm. ourselves. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see what happens um, next time around. But yeah, I have had a couple of people say that to me. I don't know that I'm coming back again. So, you know, I just feel like I can do this for the rest of my life. I find it very interesting. Whether I train up as a regressionist, I don't know. You know, it might be interesting to do the work that, work that Paul does. But I do really yeah. just enjoy going in on the cards. And I find that it is easy, you know, for me to do it. And the information is pretty amazing. But I was using, and I do use Doreen Virtue, as um, Becca knows, uh, Doreen Virtue's past life deck. I do use those. But having said that, I mean, now, like it was just past lives. Now it's just the ancestors. Now it's everyone. And it was their yeah. idea. It wasn't my idea because everything, everything always happens that way. I'm like, yeah, we do past lives, la, la, la. And then I've got this ancestor here and she's going, that's actually my grandfather. So I was doing a past life, I thought. And she said, that's my grandfather. That actually is my grandfather and his life that I was describing. And I'm like, oh, so that's when I realized, and that's why I started offering it as a service. I was like, oh, we can go into ancestral bloodline, you know, all of that. People are really wanting to do that more so. I think, um, you know, since COVID started, everyone wants to kind of get their stuff done, their healing done, karma done, you know. So that's, um, that's been awesome for me to be able to do that, op- have that opportunity to bring the ancestors in. And I didn't even realize it was a possibility. So it's been, been quite an eye opener <laughs> for me. <laughs> Oh, look, Michelle, I wonder if your friend who said she's not coming back again in, you know, into to this life, maybe does she mean that perhaps she's not coming back as a human and um, she may be coming like, like as in the Fae or as in a... She doesn't you know, feel like she's uh, going to have another life on Earth. Not on Earth. Yeah. No, 
No. So more okay. ascension, going up, leveling up, you know, that sort of thing. So um, she doesn't feel like she's going to come back here again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. To earth, which is school. So yeah. I, it's, and that sort of, I was going to, so I've got in the, the show notes here just with that question when you were saying before, you know, you, you can't really quantify how many you've had no. or how many people are going to have. Um, but, you know, I kind of feel that it's relevant to where we are on our soul journey and what lessons, like not, not so much lessons, but what we, I don't like to call it lessons, um, seems restricting. Yes. Uh, what we actually what take we in, what we, what we can take in and, and accomplish, I guess, on a spiritual level here. Uh, I think that, like for me, that's dependent on how many, how many past lives you've had or, yeah. you know, how many times you've what, been around the block, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> No, that's a really, really good point. Um, and Beck, I feel like maybe we chat to Paul now. We might have a chat to Paul and then we'll just come back and uh, preview what's going on next week. Absolutely. Amazing. Okay. So Paul Williamson is with us today. We're very, very, very proud to have Paul with us. Uh, Paul owns his own hypnotherapy business, which is Soul Hypnotherapy. Uh, he's a holistic therapist and so a past life therapist life between lives therapist hypnotherapist healer and author i think we've got 10 books out now paul is that correct yes yes 10, wow, 10 books yes wow welcome to the show paul thank you very much for inviting me both of you it's really nice to be here so we thought should we just get paul maybe to outline a little bit about um you know what you do and What's um, a life a day in your life looks like, Paul? Well, um, well, I'm living um, on the fairly north coast of New South Wales at the moment, not, not right up the northern rivers, but um, down around um, Nambucca Heads. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I was, I was a nomad traveling everywhere and then all these lockdowns started occurring and my area just started to contract until I ended up where I am. And it, it may be now that um, my partner Dee and I will stay where we are now, um, you know, because we're really enjoying the uh, nature here and it might even be a place where we can have workshops and things like that eventually. So we'll see how that goes. So that's um, where I am now. I mean, my basic information, I've been doing past life regression, which is my speciality. Um, I don't know, 33 years, um, most of that time in the UK. Um, and I mean, I initially trained with hypnotherapy um, and did a three year past life therapy training with a man called Dr. Roger Woolgar. Um, I've also trained with um, the Newton Institute to be a life between lives therapist. And I have had a uh, healing group that I was um, co-leading right through the 1990s, which was, which is very important where, where my work with spiritual guides became established. Um, so I do a bit of healing occasionally as well. And I, um, I help people with inner child work, anything which is um, connected with, with opening up and awakening to who we are as a soul. Um, with the training I did in the 1990s, that was very much focused around learning 
um, about trauma release. So I, I, I like doing deep work with people um, to help with fundamental changes and shifts that people need to encompass in their lives. So, so that's really what I do. So I do a mixture these days of individual sessions, which uh, for a while has been nearly all online with the lockdowns and things and where I am. Um, but I, I like doing face-to-face -face work and I do travel around a lot. So, um, you know, like I will be coming up to South Queensland um, uh, January, February, um, and I come down to Canberra to um, Becker's territory every every few months or so if I can if I can do it. Um, so so I don't know that's and and I've written books number number ten my 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 beloved soul stories which has just come out so so that's my book number ten. So that's me. Hooray! And that's you. <laughs> um, so Paul, can you just let us know? Um, Michelle's had a bit of experience. I've had a bit of experience with um, hypnosis and regression and things like that. But uh, some of our listeners may not have. Can you just sort of um, maybe let us know what the difference between a hypnosis and regression or is, or is it the same thing? Well, they're not necessarily the same thing. Like, like um, hypnosis work can be applied in uh, many different ways. You, you've got things like... Um, NLP, which is quite manipulative to, to in a way, try to instill different, um, different cognitive behavior and what have you from inside you. Um, the, the past life work that I do is, is much more uh, letting your consciousness relax and allowing what is in, in your consciousness to, to reveal itself and to come out from deep inside you. So, um, with say regression to past lives it's it's just comes from a simple asking of your inner consciousness to bring forth um, something of those lines and sometimes it comes through of itself if it's something you need to uh, access from within you so that's how that works and inner child work is is fairly similar we can work with our consciousness by asking it and then our consciousness will deliver for us so you know the whole process of regression is very simple and easy you, you do remain conscious and if i'm working with someone then i'm talking with them they're talking with me and as you go into that state you just need to allow the impressions to come to you so you might at first have this kind of dual consciousness where where you might be aware of yourself sitting in a chair or lying down or whatever you're doing, and then you start to get impressions coming from inside you. And generally what happens after you've been going with it for a little while, you'll become more and more involved with the experience that, that is uh, presenting itself to you. And, you know, with a past life, that could easily mean that you are um, experiencing being another person in another time uh, with, with a, a life story that is there. All of that will be what's on the outside, but there'll be also a lot going on on the inside. And as a therapist, that's what I'm primarily interested in, is to help people get to what's really deep inside that's going on with whatever experience comes out. So I don't know. I mean, that's a beginning. And, you know, I could talk for a long time to explain it all. Yeah, 
Oh, your voice is, I'm very auditory and I, I like listening to voices and I feel like, you know, you just have this excellent voice for doing this because um, you just pace yourself. You know, I often speak really quickly, um, you know, and I just wanted to comment on that because I feel like it may be important, you know. Did you always sort of speak at that pace? Do you feel like you sort of changed a little bit after you learned um, hypnotherapy and... Oh well, well, I do my work so much that I guess <laughs> I guess it's quite easy, easy for me to slip into that kind of um, way of speaking, and and I think probably a lot of the time I'm in a semi-altered state of consciousness, mm. and, and but but I I feel at home with that, and mm. inducing that in others, it's it's such a comfortable state to be in where you're not sort of just going helter skelter, being you know pulled here, there and everywhere by what's yeah. going on around you. But but by being able to sink inwards somewhat, then then you start to locate inside of you what's what's important, what has meaning, what what you feel inside you. And and that's um that's how I like to be and how I like to also talk. I'm not someone that sort of is so much um inclined in my everyday life for social chit chat. I I, mm. I do I do prefer, you know, things that have some meaning about them to, mm -hmm. to, to be able to enjoy yeah. um, inter interactions. Yeah. So Paul, I did want to just um, continue that thought because I want to comment on your, um, your speaking, the way you speak initially, because I think that's very interesting, but what would you say are the main benefits, you know, if, if someone's coming to you and they're like, you know, is this right for me? Should I, should I do this? Is there like a, you know, main sort of benefit or reason, you know, that someone would attempt to do this with you? Um, well, I guess I, I've called, you know, my website, Soul Hypnotherapy. So the main work that I do that I'm most interested in doing is helping people to gain a direct experience of who who you are as a soul so to find out who you are as a soul it's not something intellectual that you read in books or, or write on you know see on the internet it's an actual experience um, and our, our soul is very loving and very vast and we can access it through past life work because at the end of a past life we die and we go into the spirit world where we directly access our soul. We can also access our soul more fully through inner journeys and meditation where we can gradually open our awareness, say, to our higher self and to guides that are with us. And it's all as we attune to ourselves more and more um, just helping us to be aware of who we truly are rather than this persona, which is more, you know, our ego and what we think we want with these boundaries. There's something more boundless that's in us. And so if our ego and our soul can combine and work together, then we'll be much happier and much more at peace. And, and that, to me, is what life is really about for us as humans to attain that. So I think that's number one benefit. You can also gain other benefits through my work, whether it be inner child work, past life work, life between lives work. And that can be that you can release blockages inside of you. You may have 
patterns of behavior or um, limiting beliefs, things that get in the way of you being able to live in the way that you truly like to live. And this work can home in on experiences and sources of these patterns so that you can release them and, and, and find a way to, to being more at peace. Um, this work is also so interesting that for a lot of people that do this work with me, they have a very great curiosity. And curiosity is wonderful because when you're curious, you want to find out about yourself, your, your true self. Um, so it is very much an exploration of know thyself, as the ancient Greeks say. So I don't know, there's, I'm sure there's a load more kind of um, benefits and what have you, but that's, that's some that just come to me. It's also something very, very interesting. You know, I find doing past life work, um, you can experience yourself dying. And, and a lot of people are afraid of dying. And, and maybe they want to meet, you know, someone in their life that has died. And you can go and ask a medium or psychic or something. But with the processes I do, you can actually go into the spirit world and meet meet these souls directly. And that can be wonderful. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and also doing that, you, you kind of go up into the spirit world, you, you just experience this love. And, and, you know, many people that I've known have overcome their fears of death altogether from, from going through those experiences. And... You know, they just have a faith that, you know, when they, when they finish their life, then there'll be something there for them. So I don't know. That's, does that answer the question? Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah it does. I just got goosebumps when you were talking about that. I was, <laughs> a couple of times I had to readjust in my chair. <laughs> so Paul, yes, well, you... well, I know you've worked with me, so you're probably a little bit susceptible to my voice too. Becca, I, so I am, and I was going <laughs> to say before, <laughs> just when Michelle was saying about your voice, I actually found myself when you started talking, yeah. I just went straight relaxed. It Same. was just calming and relaxed, and I was yeah. just like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> little trance-like. Yes, little well, trance-like. That's all. That's all good. <laughs> we're, we're talking. We're talking about good things. So. We are. Mm. We are, and and some you know very very helpful things too. Paul, can you tell us um, some more about the life between lives? I feel that some of our listeners may not be aware of what it is exactly and and how it all works. All right. Well. This is work that was initiated by Dr. Michael Newton, who um, he formulated a method for, um, for hypnotherapists to be able to, you know, he used himself to, to go for the, for the consciousness of the client to go into the spirit world and experience directly this, this soul consciousness and make contact with their spirit guides, making contact with their soul group, learning about their purpose, not only for this life, but perhaps learning who they are as a soul and how they've evolved through lots of different incarnations. So it's quite amazing stuff. You might find that you've you know, lived on other planets than this one. So there's a lot of very deep, intensive investigation that can go on. 
And I mean, when I do it, usually it takes about four hours. Um, I kind of, you know, don't do a huge long induction like some people doing this therapy will do. I do a short one, but then I rely on the actual process to take people increasingly deeper into it. So, yes, it can cover a lot of ground. You can learn also about your memories of being in the womb and what happened before then. So um, it's, it's very good. It's very comprehensive, very deep. And it, it's, it's not something that I would tend to do when somebody just first comes to see me off the street. But um, generally, it's, it's recommended to do at least, <laughs> say, one past life session first. You know, so that you can um, you can know really that you're able to access those inner worlds, because it's it's like a like a skill to be able to open your inner consciousness, and the more you do it, the easier it will become to do that. But some people naturally will will just go into a very deep state just without trying. Really, it just happens. So probably a little bit to do with um, meditation, whether people are meditating regularly and all that sort of stuff, I guess it might help. You know. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. Meditation helps, but it's also just the kind of personality you've got too. Uh -huh. some, some, some people are, some people are very naturally attuned to their subconscious and to their inner realms. Perhaps they're more feeling emotional types of people. Some people who are very analytical, it might take a bit more work to, for them to be able to let go into their inner realms. But um, it can still happen. It's just a matter of, you know, just that person um, learning that it's actually worthwhile to let go and, and just find some key ways to, to be able to do that. Mm. So, Paul, is, are there age limits? Are there, can we take children back into, you know, past lives and things like that? Or what's the... Well, you know, I go a lot to these, or I used to before COVID came along, go a lot to these um, mind-body spirit festivals where I oh, do yes. these. I do these um, 20 minute or, you know, 20 minute or for smaller festivals, half hour um, introduction to past lives. So I'll take somebody into a past life in 20 minutes and, and really give a quite a comprehensive session because, you know, all, with all my experience, I know how to get people in there fairly quickly and, get to the gist of it, and then um, they can have an introduction. So, yes, I think the youngest child I've so far worked with was eight. Um, oh. I, th I think there are some uh, past life therapists that actually do specialise with children, and, and I think they can go for, for children younger than that too. Okay. But, but for me, you know, I think that's probably about the lowest, uh, um, you know, lowest age that I'd be comfortable doing at mm -hmm. this stage, unless I learn a few more tricks as I get older. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it does work for children, and, and uh, children are often very receptive. Of course, I deal with this responsibly, and, and it needs to have a parent or guardian that's, that's with them to do this, um, you know, and also giving permission. Um, but yes, it's, it's interesting. Um, sometimes I've had children that have also gone into experiences that would be far beyond their years to know. Uh -huh. And they're still, they're still accessing those things, you know. Yeah. Whereas there are others that, that will, will more just approach it in a fairly um, childlike 
manner as well. So for me, it's just really, I don't try to force anything with the child, but just really to take it very easily um, and, and naturally. And yes, it can be very beneficial. Um, it can really help. I, I remember there was a, a girl that I worked with who was, oh, I don't know, 10 or 11 um, in, in England. And uh, she managed to connect with her spirit guide in, the, in a, um, a session that I did with her. And, and it helped her a lot to, to overcome her anxiety that she was feeling. And, and she, she found herself um, you know, much calmer and able to deal with things. It's incredible. Just incredible. So that's a lower age group. And otherwise, you know, yes, I can, you know, people in their 70s and 80s. I, I had a woman in her 90s that used to come regularly for sessions with me. Um, <laughs> you know, and yes, she, she was uh, just as bright as a button. And, and we, we had some good sessions, really. How good is that? <laughs> Love it. Love it. No age limit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So, um, and, and you just sort of uh, touched on this. My, my next question for you, Paul, was you were, you were saying about the, the young girl with her anxiety. Um, so my next question for you was, does this soul work help with healing illnesses in this life? Um, it can do. There might be some other, you know, more focused um, therapies that can, can, you know, maybe do a better job. I think some kind, sometimes clinical hypnotherapy will be, would do a job better at really homing in on something than, than what I do. But that's, um, that's not to say that it can't help. I mean, one of my, uh, one of my first sessions that I had, um, you know, 30 years or more ago, it was more than that. Um, it was when I was in England in, in Bristol and I had this woman who came to me and, and she had a, had a cyst in her ovary that was, you know, very big. Um, I don't know about, about that big or something. And, and the doctor had sort of scheduled an operation with her to take that out. Um, and so she just wanted to try something with me before she did that. And she went into a past life, which was a very, very hemmed in, kind of restricted life, you know, I don't really like that. And I, I gradually helped her open that up until she was able to kind of, you know, work through that until she was able to really let it go and, and, and rise up to the spirit world. I'm showing you with my hands because it gives a good, you know, impression of the energy of what was needed there. Um, so she was all right at the end of that session. And then she went to see the doctor um, and, and he was kind of examining her and found that the cyst had completely disappeared. Um, so wow. uh, so that, that was certainly an example where it did help. She didn't have anything anything else, but so I think well, I think yeah. I'll 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 take a bit of credit for that one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's that's amazing. That is that is incredible. Um, and you do just just so that everybody listening knows that you're able to do this work in person and over distance, um, sort of. Yeah, yes. Yeah, well, like Michelle and I do our energy healing over distance as well. Yes, well, I think all you know, all of us as therapists, during during this COVID time, maybe not not you, Michelle, in Queensland, but um, um, yes, it's you know, it's been a necessary time to learn to be able to do things um, online, and um, yes, I, I'm quite blessed because um, 
where I am here, the internet connection was kind of very much wavering and freezing and all sorts of things for, for a while, but we've, we've got an ethernet cable now, which seems to make a big difference. So the, uh, the, the internet connection is, is good now. So, so, so yes, it's, it's something which, um, I think people, people um, are, have been a little bit suspicious sometimes of using online work, just feeling that it's a little bit unreliable and more remote. Um, but I've certainly find with my processes, they work just as well online as they would face to face. But I, I mean, I, saying that though, I'll still prefer face to face if mm. I can do it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, okay. but I've got you know I've got people in other countries, and you know there's no other choice really mm. but to do do the work online. So you mentioned earlier that there's a curiosity uh, in people that mm -hmm. come to you. So um, so the people who come to you normally are those who specifically have a sense of the past life experience in the now, or do they come without that understanding and sort of stumble across a past life awakening? Well. You know, when I go to these festivals, I can sometimes have, you know, 70 or 80 people in one of these four day big festivals coming to see me for regression sessions. And I'd say most of them certainly come out of curiosity, or at least that's what they say. <laughs> um, some of them walk past and they, oh, they get the heebie jeebies when they think of past, past lives, or, you know, they wonder if they might have been a nice person in a past life or they say oh i've got enough to deal with in this life without going back to something else <laughs> um but but really you know i think it's the kind of work which i'm sure would be true with energy healing as well that, that nothing really happens by accident you know if you feel drawn to do something like that if somebody like feels drawn to work with me then there'll be a reason for it and of course, you can say no to that, just because, you know, you might feel fear or, you know, you might not want to listen to what your intuition or your inner urges tell you. But generally in life, you know, even though it might take a bit of courage, if we get the impulse in us to do something, the best thing we can do is to do it. And it generally works out pretty well. So. So that's what I would say. I would say that generally there, there would be maybe guides or higher self or something from within them that's prompting a person to, to, to have a session. And, and then, you know, that, that's good to do it. So it's more than what meets the eye. Yeah, very good advice, that is for sure. Um, and it's all about our intuition in the end because... Um, yeah, that's what it comes down to. That's what we're using to make that decision, that judgment call. So, yep, very good. Um, Paul, have you this? You may not have, but I just wanted to ask a question because I find um, this very interesting. Have you ever had to work with anyone who may have had to give evidence, like a witness to something? Maybe they saw a car accident and had to, you know, recall the details. Have you ever worked with people who needed to do that, like recall information or? anything like that for a particular reason? Oh, um, I haven't directly worked with, you know, the court system or anything like that, mm -hmm. but I did have a very interesting regression with, with someone one, one, one time. And, and it was a, I, I think it was a, a man or no, it was a woman. And, and cause a long time ago now, but she came to me because 
when she was a child, um, she had been with her mother and father at the beach and, and her mother had drowned. And the police were brought in because they, um, they thought that the father might have drowned the mother, that it might have been you know, murder rather than an accident. And this child then had witnessed it. She'd been there and witnessed it, but she'd blocked the memory completely. So, um, so the mother was dead and sometime afterwards, the father also died. And it had been, you know, I, I can't remember, I think he might've even been accused. But, um, but she came to me because she wanted to find out the truth of it. She wanted to find out if, if um, you know, if, if her father really did kill um, you know, her mother or not. And um, yes, well, for, from the work that I did with her, and it's really, it, it's pretty hard with something like that to, to, um, to get the actual truth without, you know, something coming through, which would be, might be really more what she wants it to be rather than what it is, you know, especially if there's no emotional attachment to these things. Um, but it's, but she did feel herself there. She was, you know, very much in it and experiencing it. And yes, yeah, she, she um, you know, she, she got it quite clearly that her father had not, mm. had not, not done anything to cause the foul play there. And I think that the fact of that happening um, gave her a lot of relief and peace, which I think therapeutically was very good for her. Yeah, wow, what a story. What a story. Um, yeah, that's just incredible. That's just crazy. Um, I've got a lot of stories. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, yeah. don't, I, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't normally remember them, though, so it's, it's good that you ask questions. Yeah. I can, it can suddenly come into my mind something I haven't thought of for ages because yeah, you know, I think what, what I've found for myself, um, being a therapist over the years, I found, I found after I've been doing it that um, I started, my own memory, my life started getting um, more and more, you know, less distinct and vague. <laughs> I couldn't remember things. Mm. And, and I wondered, wondered why it was. And, and then I thought, well, maybe it's because I'm taking into my consciousness the memory of all of these yeah. sessions that I'm doing with people. I'm finding them so interesting that I just record them in myself rather than um, leave space for my own memories. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so something's happened in me and it's happened at quite an inner conscious level where I, I have a session and I generally forget it, you know, fairly soon afterwards maybe even half an hour later, I, I can hardly remember what the session was. And it's just like a protective mechanism in me. So I've got room for my, myself as well as the people <laughs> I work with. That's a good tip. I think Beck and I find that in our readings as well. Yeah, it's a good tip. Yeah, do you, do you find too, Paul? Because I find with my readings and, um, and I think Michelle does too, because we've done a lot of, um, she's done a lot of readings for me as well. <laughs> um, but when you actually come back, so for example, if I'd been to see you, when I come back for another session later on, whether it be, you know, a few weeks or a couple of months down the track, that you 
you, you actually recall that session from last time or what had occurred? Yes, there, there are some people that, that certainly will do regression experiences and they'll, they'll remember every single detail of it for years and years and years and years. But and do so, you remember, like with the client coming back to you, I don't necessarily remember that remember it when I see them but um, if they give me a little prompt of one or two um, you know sentences from what this session was about then the memory of it comes back yeah. yeah wow yeah because I know I've had um, readings with Michelle and and um, some someone will come through and she'll be like oh they're back <laughs> I know yeah. this energy I know this energy and similar it's what it is. Yeah. 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 So I've had some um, hypnotherapy sessions with Paul and I have found them to be absolutely incredible. Uh, I do feel that each time I do have one, I am able to let go of those energetic blocks, um, you know, that sort of build up. Uh, but most of the time they are very emotional experiences that they are for me. I always do feel amazing afterwards, like a, a weight's been lifted. Um, and I feel as if I've taken some of my own power back. So just with that said, I know personally that, um, you know, Paul, you are extremely um, caring and, and have a very high work ethic. Um, and just how important that is to your clients that they are re uh, reassured of that. Um, so for example, one of the things you do, I think in your books, you don't actually use the name of the person's story. You use sort of a pseudo name and even discussing now, you just refer to them as male, female and an and age sort of. Oh yeah. Well, if you read my new book, soul stories, most, most of the people have used their own names with that. Oh. But that, that was them deciding that there's a few, there's a few pseudonyms, but mostly they are that person and you'd, you'd be able to, easily check, you know, with the details of who it is. I don't think there's anything, anything hidden there. But yes, it's, it's an interesting thing. You raised a lot of points just then, um, Becca, and I think I'd like to um, give voice to some of them. So yes, when I'm working with someone, I, I do have a very person-centered approach. So Yes, I'll make suggestions and sometimes I'll also guide and lead you somewhat when I do sessions. But it is you having the experience and, and the, the, um, any healing which occurs comes through you and through the resources that are in you to engage in this healing. And there is also like a like your higher self and some inner intelligence in you, which is guiding and helping you. So I have faith in that. And I have faith in that side of you to be able to help you through a process. So very, you know, there are quite a lot of times when I don't have a clue really what's going on or what's happening, but I, I kind of affirm your own inner intelligence to, to know what's going on and be able to, find your own way through it. So, I mean, you know, a lot of the time I do have a good idea what's going on as well, but, um, but it's, it's just something where, yes, you know, it can be very emotional and, and it's good if you come for such a session not to be afraid of emotions, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, 
it's not something I can say, oh, don't be afraid of emotions and you just stop being afraid. But if you have the tissues ready and if you feel emotional, don't stop it. Just let it, let yourself be emotional. Let the tears come or your body shakes a little bit or something. Because when you do these experiences, you're being like a channel. So it's not you now that's, that's sort of going through it. It's, you're, you're channeling a memory from the past. So as the emotions come out and you let it work through you, it's kind of like cleansing and releasing yourself from that. And that's why people very often feel lighter at the end, because you've, you've let go of something that you've been holding on to in your energetic body. And, and it's like your physical body now is like a, a vessel and channel for you to be able to let that go. So, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I do need to use my skills sometimes to help you get to a point where you actually will tune in to, to what you really need to know and, and to be able to let go of it. But there is that, you know, there, there, there is you doing it too. So it's a cooperative process. And, and that's what makes it so good. It's not, it's not like, you know, me being a hip, hypnotist and telling you, okay, you'll jump around like a rabbit now or something like that. It's, it's nothing like that. It's, it's really, really working together to, to achieve what you want to. So my, my job, I've got to be a very good listener. And, and I've got to, you know, I, I know I go into an altered state. So I'm, I'm really with you very, very much when, you, when, you, when you're with when you're in that process. So, you know, I can anticipate things with you as if it was me. I can place myself in it as if it is me. And that helps me a lot. I think I get a lot of, you know, intuition and guidance at times to help me too. Mm. There have been there have been some sessions I've had where I, I haven't had a clue what to do. And I've I've, <laughs> I've really felt <gasps> what's going on here what can i possibly do with this mm -hmm. but um but you know that that's just my my own ego you see and i've just got to i've got to let go and and of course there'll be a way to it there, there's a way to it. that's it it's very interesting isn't very it interesting it is it is um you mentioned d your partner earlier while we were talking and um i'm yes. always i'm always saying to you love to d say hi to d <laughs> we love Dee very much. Um, but Dee actually does the artwork for your books. Um, and she is very creative and supportive. Yeah, so she's done, she's done the artwork for, for the Soul Stories book. That's actually the first one she's done the artwork for. But it's a, it's a great, it's a great cover. Mm. Yeah, so I'm, going, I, I'm going to get her onto the job for the next book too, the um, Journey of Hope that I'm finishing at the moment. So uh, because I, I reckon I'd like to... I'd like to employ her as my number one cover designer because <laughs> it's really good. But, but she's a um, evolutionary astrologer and, and she's, um, she's got a very, very good contact with her guides. So, so she's a very, very worthwhile person to, to do readings with for evolutionary astrology. Um, she's not just doing it like a mechanical reading of what a planet means or something, but she's, she's able to go in very deeply oh, yeah. to like a kind of a spiritual counselling to help you. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah. Paul, 
I was just going to ask if there was any, um, or did you have something else to say back? Did you? Oh, no, I was just going to say that seems very interesting. I, I wasn't aware that Dee um, was, oh, did the other was doing the evolutionary astrology. Yeah, yeah um, well, she, she and I worked together and, you know, we started with the, uh, with the festivals where, where we'll have two stalls. We'll, we'll have a stall, a larger stall, where she does her evolutionary astrology and I do my oh, brilliant. Past, past life and inner child work um, alongside of her. So that seems to work well. She has people wanting to do her work. Other people want to do work with me. Well, we might oh. have to have Dee on to learn a bit more about that, Michelle. Yes, let's put that on the agenda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no I, I think, uh, yeah, I think it'd be a, you know, I'm sure you'd have have a lot of fun talking with with Dee, and she's uh, she's got a lot of inner knowledge. That she, yeah. Oh, that'd be incredible. All right, well, that's on the agenda, Paul. Thank you for the uh, for the tip. Um, and <laughs> as we sort of prepare to finish up, Paul, um, and we really appreciate all of your time today. Is there anything, I guess, any takeaways, final thoughts that you'd like to share, I guess, about the work that you've done, the experiences you've had, um, and maybe about your hat? Because your hat is very distinctive. Um, when I first saw your photograph, I was like, oh, look at the hat. And it, you have got the hat on at the moment. And this is a podcast, so I won't be able to see you, but we'll get a photograph. Um, but there's, yeah, anything about the hat? Is there anything? What's the story? Is it just, you know, is there any story there? Oh, I don't know. I just like it. And, and this is about my, my, my third rainbow hat. And I, don't, I, don't have it, I don't have it on all the time, but I, I, just, I just liked wearing it. And yes, it did become distinctive for me. I have to tell you a secret, though. I mean, my, my, my mother, my 92-year-old, nearly 93-year-old mother, she's never liked me wearing my rainbow hat. Oh. So when, Whenever I came around to visit her, she's always insisted that I take it off. Um, she, she didn't really like to be seen in public with me. But, I mean, I'm the opposite. I don't like being seen in public without it. Got it. So, oh, <laughs> mum was never a fan. Oh. No. <laughs> Sa sadly not. Sadly not. <laughs> oh, oh it's so great. Um, is there anything else you wanted to sort of share, anything we haven't asked you, or you're pretty, pretty happy? Oh. Um, yes, well, I mean, I could talk for hours and hours, really. Um, but if any of you want to have a session with me, um, I'd be very happy to do that. And I can talk with you on the phone or WhatsApp or something. And, you know, you, you, I have quite a breadth of different things that I do. And, um, yeah, I love to help people. That's my, that's my life, really. So... Um, I think that's all I can say. I mean, I think I've shared a few stories and anecdotes and things and given yeah. some description. And uh, I, I, I guess, you know, it's, it's really nice of you, Michelle, to invite me today. And for you, Becca, you know, asking some good questions and uh, talking a little bit about your experience of working with me. So that's all very helpful. So, and I wish everyone lots of peace, peace in your, <laughs> your lives too. Uh, find your own way forward fantastic love it thank you so much paul really appreciate That's your time beautiful. today all right beck that was paul williamson wow what a uh, what a chat i think we could have probably talked to him for uh, several hours as he sort of alluded to he can talk you know for a while and we love to talk so you know that was um just super interesting hey yeah absolutely i just love listening to him as well yeah i think it's just you know sort of like when we get on the phone we don't just 
stop yeah. talking. Like we, we, we yeah. talk, but we listen and we talk yeah. and we listen, but it's just, you just don't want to get off. It's, it feels like, feels like family. Michelle. Yeah. It feels like really family. does. Yeah. And yeah. his voice is just, um, just amazing. Really takes you somewhere else. Um, what I loved about some of what Paul said today was um, he spoke about sort of discovering who you are as a soul. And one of the quotes I really liked that he said was kind of a roundabout ego plus soul um, the combination of the two. So combining the ego and the soul equals happiness. And I really liked that. I wrote it down and I sort of highlighted it. So, because often we kind of try to separate from the ego, we try to ignore the ego, we put it to one side, but what it is, is combining the two is actually really powerful. You know, the ego and the soul working hand in hand, you know, well together. It's almost like masculine, feminine, yin, yang, all of that. But it's like combining the two of those equals happiness. And I thought that was really awesome. Um, and he also talked about, you know, discovering your true self, um, the fact that, you know, a lot of people are afraid of dying and this can actually help them, yeah. you know, connect with their loved ones, connect with past over loved ones, which is incredible. Your spirit guides, that, you know, that's amazing. What an opportunity to do that. It's nice to go and have a reading and the other person's doing that, but also for you to do that firsthand is pretty, pretty cool. Um, did you have any sort of major uh, takeaways or points that you really liked that he sort of brought up? Yeah, I just I just wanted to go a little bit further with the ego and the soul there. I think sometimes, um, and and he's quite right, quite mm. right. And, and it's not until somebody says this that it actually sort of jumps out for you. But what sort of jumped out for me there is that, you know, that ego, um, it it um, kind of can give you the courage to help your soul progress as well. Because without those lessons from the ego and, and what occurs, um, you know, you, you have nothing, nothing built up, no momentum built up to help you move forward. So right. that's, it is a very, very, very good point. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you, you um, brought that up again. Yeah, it just really stuck in my mind. Um, so yeah. that, and I think too, yeah. just with the, sorry, Michelle, no, I think too, just with the, with the, the death aspect of it, you know, people being afraid to die and things like that. Look, I, I know I have had a, a past life experience and I've spoken about it a couple of times today. Um, with, with Paul, I've had some, um, past life hypnotherapy sessions and what have you. And in one of those, I actually witnessed my, my death. That's terrifying. Um, and well, it was, it was really quite, I was very lucky. It was really quite peaceful, but, um, you know, and it's a very personal thing, but um, it certainly wasn't, I wasn't afraid. I wasn't afraid. There wasn't, I think, um, you know, it's, you know, I knew it wasn't something that was happening to me now. So it wasn't something I needed to be fearful of. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Quite yeah. a few people say that, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That it's um, not as scary being in it the second time around, if you if you like, because it really is the second time around, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's right. But I mean, it depends on on what happens. But yeah, I don't think it's. I think. Um, I think what I want to say is that a lot of people tend to feel that when they go into this and they're going to experience potentially the death of that to let go of that, uh -huh. that past life, or not not so much let go of it, but just to release from that. Um, that they're afraid that they will actually 
die in that experience or, or have that. Ah, yeah. Okay. That's where a lot of the fear comes from. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. 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 It's like when you fall, you know, people say when you're falling asleep and all of a sudden you feel like you're falling and you're going to hit the ground and they say that if you actually let yourself hit the ground that you'll die. There's a lot of things around like that that, you know, probably scare people as well. Yeah, that's right. It's just yeah. a lot of people's, you know, beliefs that get, get sort of thrown in the way, don't they? Yeah. They sort of jam up, and we don't know if that's a truth or not. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, so, Beck, next time we come together, we're going to be talking about angels and people seen and unseen. So we've got some really amazing encounters that Becca and I have had personally, but also I'll be talking about a few examples from clients that I've spoken to recently or interviews that I've done for different things that I do outside of uh, the podcast and outside of my everyday job. So we're going to bring that to you next time, which is going to be really epic. And um, I can't wait for that. Uh, Beck and today's just been great. So thank you so much. And thank you to Paul. Thank you. And yes, thank you, Paul, very much. It was such a pleasure, such a pleasure to be able to interview him and, and just go a little bit more in depth. And yeah. That. You're always learning, aren't we? Always mm. learning. Constantly. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> All right, Beck. See you next week. Bye, Michelle. Bye, everyone.